All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Terry Lynn here with Travis Marziani, kind of our year-end, year-in-review episode. Uh, we kind of talk about, you know, what went on for us this year and I guess what went great and what didn't. So, Travis, what's going on? So, two big updates. The first one is, if you've been listening to this for a little while, I'm working on a new product I'm really excited about. It'll officially launch in probably March as a Kickstarter, though even if it doesn't do super well on Kickstarter, I'm probably still going to do it either way. Maybe I shouldn't admit that. But anyways, the outreach strategy I've been using for it, I'm really excited about. And I think it's uh, something fun to share. Basically, what I've been doing is, and I think I talked about this before, but I've been emailing influential people in the health, fitness, uh, diet space and saying, hey, do you want to be a guest on my How to Do Your 20s podcast, which is my other side podcast that's just for fun. I don't really monetize it. In fact, I've been doing that for two years and I recently I stopped doing it because it was just distracting. But I'm really excited now. I'm able to use the 80 episodes, use this podcast that's been built up over time as kind of a way to get way to entice these influential people to talk with me. And so what ends up happening is I contact someone in the health diet space, whatever, and say, hey, can we have uh, do you want to come on my show? We end up having an hour-long discussion, and afterwards, I tell them about my new idea, try to get their feedback, and usually the people really like it, which um, actually every time the person's really liked it, and they usually want to help me out. They're like, oh, you should contact this person, or you should do you know, X, Y, and Z, and I ask them, do you mind if I send you a sample? And they almost always say yes. So that's a strategy. If you want to connect with influencers and get them to try out your product, Try interviewing them using a Skype call and actually creating a real connection. Yeah, have you asked them to commit to like say share it when it's live yet, or is that still too early? No, way too early. Because uh, I'm part of my strategy too is to make them feel like they're part of this. Like it's not just like, hey, can you do this favor for me? It's like I'm. Gonna, it's like, oh, you know, can I send you a jar and get your feedback? Uh, so I'm going to send them a jar, get their feedback, and if they like it, cool. If they don't and they have tweaks. Well, maybe I make those tweaks. Maybe I say, oh, I need to change the formula up. I need to do X, Y, and Z. But my hope is by the time, or actually my plan is once it really launches, I'm going to say, hey, you know, or maybe even leading up to it. Maybe I say, you know, it's going to be launching in a week or two. I'm curious, you're an expert at health, diet, nutrition, or you're, you're, because a lot of these people not only are experts at diet and nutrition, they're also internet marketers themselves. Uh, which isn't surprising if I can find them. So I want to ask their advice. Like, how would you recommend I promote this? And if someone came to me saying that, I'm much more likely to be be like, hey, you know what? I'll send a tweet out about it. I'll post it on Facebook. But also you should go contact X, Y, and Z people or you should do these other strategies I haven't thought of. So my goal is not only to hopefully get them to share it, but give me some other tips. And then if for whatever reason... Uh, they don't mention the fact that they're going to share it. When it actually launches, I might say, you know, this just launched. I think your audience would love this. Is there any way we can work together? Maybe incentivize them with like a free thing once it, it if it does uh, hit the goal. I don't know. That's some yeah. of the ideas. Um, you could just be like, hey, John, you know, thanks for checking out my first sample. We've come a long way since then. I took your advice. I did A, B, and C. Here's the latest product. We're ready to launch in two weeks. You know, could I count on your support to sharing this? their email or social since you've been part of me since the beginning, blah, 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 and like play along that whole journey thing too, right? I want to wait till I need to, to like push the, will you share this? Just because I, I want them to feel like, oh man, this guy's, you know, we we're, this guy's cool. I want to, you know, he's got a cool product, whatever. I want them to, it to be their decision. But if for any reason, I don't think that they're going to 
they're going to do it, then I might, you know, straight up just ask. Alrighty, uh, I guess for me, uh, I am still shipping blankets. Yours is on the way. I told you earlier, uh, it's just such a manual process. I think if you saw my Kickstarter update, uh, so the Vietnam post office, I can't prepack packages here. I can put it in the box, but I have to fill out like a customs declaration form since it's international, and I have to fill out a shipping label. And I asked if I could like preprint this in my house. They're like, no, you have to handwrite it. But I went to Kickstarter. I exported all my. Um, shipping addresses on a piece of paper and I have to like handwrite each one twice once on the form once on the shipping label and I take it to the post office and then she has to weigh it and then like write the rate on there and I have to pay for it and then she like tapes it up and then like mails it so basically like I can only do like 10 per day because it's such a pain in the ass that sounds awful I'm not gonna lie yeah so basically I had to tell everyone that hey it's it's shipping but it's gonna take a while because this process is kind of dumb so uh, this is a total random side note but that's making me realize that I should try to get some people on my podcast that have had successful Kickstarters, especially in my space, and pick their brain out what they did that worked and maybe even try to convince them to do some kind of a cross-promotion type thing. Uh, so I guess what else for you? Uh, Amazon is huge. I saw your little notes here. Yeah, yeah. So this is we're jumping into year and thoughts for 2016. Amazon is huge and I, I've been fighting and I hate, you know, even people that do Amazon full-time say the same thing. They hate Amazon. They hate it, but yeah. they but they make so much money. Yeah, and the thing that's different about me is my business is primarily an e-commerce, like my own site. Like 95% of the money we make is off my site, and then, you know, 5% is from Amazon. Maybe 90% is from my own site and 10% is Amazon. Something, somewhere in there. But uh, it's so easy, and I'm barely putting any work on there. So as much as I hate to say it, in 2017, I'm going to have to work on Amazon a little bit, which kind of brings me into my next point. I think what I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, so hopefully for the next few months, I'm going to be focused on this new company. And then once that launches, what I'd like to do, and we can come back to this episode in a year and see if I actually do this. But what I'd like to do is spend four to six weeks focused on different elements of the business. So for instance, spend four to six weeks focused on Amazon and really trying to optimize it. Now, what's cool is I have the new business is I can optimize my new business on Amazon and the B dance were on Amazon and try to learn from both of them. Cause in the past it's been kind of like, uh, I don't really want to spend the amount of time it takes to learn, you know, whatever, um, Pinterest ads for instance, when it's just going to represent one business, but it's worth it when it's like, all right, this is two revenue sources now. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah. Like that's the message I get talking to a lot of store owners this year. It's like the ones that have their own brands are like dragging their feet to get on Amazon. It's they realize that, Hey, you know, some FBA bozo can make 30 K a month in like half a year. Like, like I'm slugging away for two years trying to get to like 10 K a month on my brand. Like it doesn't make any sense to like not even look at that anymore too. So. And yeah, that's what it is. I mean, I, I know a lot of different people that they've just automatically launched Amazon and make, you know, as much as I do. And I'm like, oh crap. Like it would have been so much easier just to do Amazon. Yeah. But the one thing is that like, even the one store I work for, he's like, Hey, you know, he wants to focus his Shopify store because he thinks Amazon is going to last forever too, which, which does kind of make sense. And it's just at a point where like, you can't ignore the money you're leaving on the table too. I think for a lot of people, I think that if you want to grow a real brand and create a real following, Amazon is not the place to do it. Like I know a lot of people that wanted to do holiday promotions and then they realized, oh, I don't have any real customers. Amazon has a lot of customers that have bought and stuff from me. So it's like, 
how are you going to, if you're doing like a Black Friday deal and you have no emails because you've never sold on your website, you just can't do it, you know? So are you doing merchant fulfilled or are you FBAing everything or? Both. So we have certain items that we do FBA and certain, and some of those have done really well. Some of them haven't sold for crap for us. Um, so we're playing with that, but we do merchant fulfilled on everything else. So we have probably like 20 SKUs where I think we're up, up, we're moving it up to like 40 SKUs that are FBA. But the issue is if we send something in, we send in 10 items and they don't sell, that's not only that, I mean, that's a loss of money. And then they start charging you storage fees and all kinds of crap. But when you do made to order, are you able to get out in like two days? Because there's they ding you when you don't ship it in like two days, right? On the back end. You can say that there's a delay. Like there's a field in the uh, sheet that says there's a manufacturing time or something like that. So if you were to order one of our items, it says this will take two weeks to arrive. So as long as it doesn't take two days over the two to three weeks that it says to arrive, then we're okay. Uh, so I guess for me, back to the Shopify store. So I've moved off Kickstarter pretty much and on Shopify now. But the tricky thing is like I have this Instagram account, but it's hard getting people to buy directly off mobile. Like no one's going to stop on their phone and buy. So I think maybe that was like something catch 22 I got myself in where like I don't have like a Facebook strategy set up uh, correctly too. So I'm just trying to do like a giveaway thing right now. So like uh, if you go on Instagram, you click the bio link, there's like a chance to win a free blanket every month. I think that's kind of working. I get like four emails a day, which isn't that much, but it's like a hundred a month. So I have about like 700 on the list now. So hopefully in like another six months, I can have like a thousand something and do actually do something with that too. So I think this thing is still going to be like a long slog um, for the next few months, I think. So what is your plan for in the future for 2017 to get traffic? Uh, probably do the JV thing, I think. I think the one thing that we learned was that you want to start with people a little about 10% bigger than your account. So say like Instagram, you have 10,000. You want to find someone that's like, you know, 11,000, 12,000, do a JV with them. And then you go up again. Like when you're at 15, you find someone that's 17. Because you don't want to go to someone that's like 50,000. They're not going to care about you when you're five times smaller than them, right? So how do you approach these people? You just say, hey, like, like walk me through it a little bit. Yeah, so you can see, uh, one, I'll probably start with the ones that follow me back. You go through the follow, or like who's engaged in your photos, and then you just uh, email them or DM them. Uh, but DMs don't always get read now because they have to approve the messages. I don't know if you've seen that lately. Uh, but usually if they're open to it, they'll have an email in their bio, and then that's the way you get in touch. So I think some of them, most of them want money, but if you have a similar account of size, I think you could probably get by with like, hey, you know, let's just do a cross promo and get you more followers, and I'll do the same for you. It's part of the sales pitch saying, uh, you know, I'm going to set all this up. All you have to do is give out some free product or like what's the what's the value add for them? Just getting the emails or? Yeah, well, it's also that like, hey, I'm going to promote your account to my audience and all you have to do is just post this one photo or twice a week and then I'll give you all the information for whoever wins and where to ship it to and all that stuff. Okay, very cool. So I don't know, yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how this goes. But I've heard that it works for other brands. So I guess the strategy will have to put it to test uh, next year. Did you do any kind of uh, Facebook ads during your Kickstarter launch? Yes, I did uh, some clicks to websites, but I think I have to try some videos because they're pretty cheap. I didn't do this uh, for my store yet. So, but I did do it for another client store. I think they're still getting like one cent per view. So it's basically just like a top of the funnel. But in the description, you have a link to the page or how does that yeah, yeah. So you get charged a per view CP, CPM and then a CPC 
click. And I noticed the clicks are cheaper than just a pure CPC, like a pure clicks to website campaign. Like you know how Facebook you can choose your objective? Somehow for the video ads, the clicks are cheaper than if you were to do a clicks to website. I don't know why, but. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, but I feel like paid ads is just something that I need to think about more and like figure it out. Cause like, cause like the other store I work for, they're, they're, they're like a four year old store. So there's some brand equity there. Whereas like for new brands, it's kind of like, oh. On the flip side though, if you're a new new brand and you want some quick results, it's like paid ads is your only way to go. Like I, Exactly, I just gotta figure out the right way to spend the money, like the best bang for the buck essentially. Yeah, so uh, another thing in 2016 is, actually I think it was right at the end of 2015, I la- launched the, the YouTube channel, the Effective E-Commerce YouTube channel, and it's been really cool, like it's been hockey stick growth, and I've I figured out, I think I'm out, out of talk about before I figured out a few things that are working and a few things that I thought would work that didn't work. Uh, but basically just last week I got 120 subscribers in the week. So almost 140 would be about 20 a day. And that's in the last three or four months, it's just rocketed up. And it's funny because if you look at my stats, you can tell when I put an effort to it because there's like a big jump and then it kind of flattens off as I kind of, you know, kick back and stop putting up as much work. But you can also see when I moved to new places, when I moved to Vegas, it had a little uptick because I took it more seriously. And then when I moved here to Santa Monica, it had another uptick because I once again took it a little bit more seriously. So that's been the big thing. And for anyone that is curious, once again, of what's going on with my whole, the, the, the new company that I'm starting, I have a weekly update on what I'm doing there. And I also share things just like how to hire a VA or Facebook ads tutorial. So I really like that. I really enjoy doing the YouTube channel and I think it makes it a lot easier. Like I do, I do not enjoy writing blog posts for instance, but for whatever reason, filming a video or just like the same thing with this podcast, filming a video or doing a podcast is just it's going to take, we know how long it's going to take to do this podcast. It's going to take 30 minutes, you know, and then maybe some editing, but it's like compare that with blog writing could take forever. Yeah. So to me, YouTube's the way to go if you're comfortable being on camera. And I am like, to me, it's just talking with, you know, just talking with another person in the room. Yeah. Well, you're so, so handsome for the camera too, right? Oh, well, thank you, Terry. <laughs> so how long have you been working on the channel? Has it been like two years now or like, I mean, you took it's a, been a year now, but you started taking it seriously, like in the last year, right? Yeah, less. I probably took, started taking it seriously in February. But even then, I mean, fe- seriously is kind of a relative term. Though funny enough, uh, the second video I ever did was the most popular one. Uh, it's got like almost 20,000 views. It's just how to start an online store. So, I mean, I've been doing it. I'm, I'm trying to look it up as we talk, but I've been doing it for, yeah, almost a, uh, no, like a year and a half probably. Yeah, and you're publishing every week, right? So originally I started out doing three times a week. It was, I think it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday would be e-commerce news. Tuesday would be um, tips and tricks Tuesdays and Wednesdays Q&A. But then I realized that nobody cares about, well, maybe it's not that nobody cares about the e-commerce news, but it was just, it was way more work than it was worth. So yeah, the first real video I put up was August 29th, 2015. I have a how to use WordPress video underneath that, but that that was kind of just like a random thing I threw up there. But then from August 29th till October 6th, I took a break and yeah. And then I put up a few videos and didn't put up another video until February of the next year. So I'd say February is when I started taking it seriously. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, that's cool. Yeah. Good to see. It's first interesting how the last month has been so much compared to like the last year. Like 
like it took you how long to get one thousand, and now you're like at sixteen hundred, and like this the snowball effect. It's interesting to see. It is crazy because I I remember like I can't wait till I'm at a thousand. I can't wait, and then it it, it happens, and pretty soon it'll be at two thousand. Probably uh, I don't know early mid January or so. Yeah, probably be at ten thousand by the end of next year, if not twenty. That's the hope. If I could get to uh, ten, once I get to ten thousand, I feel like that's when it's a real serious thing, and you can, you know, I could actually start making some legit side income from it and get a little bit of respect. One of the big things about be dancewear this last year that's been different. There's a, there's a lot. First off, it's a lot smoother. Everything's going smoother. Truth is, I didn't spend a ton of time on be dancewear this year, um, which kind of makes me sad to say. But this was probably the first year I didn't really. Maybe I did spend a month or two. Maybe I'm blanking right now, but I don't feel like I really spent as much time as I have in the past few years. And coincidentally, or interestingly enough, it was our probably our it was our most profitable year. This was the first year that I look at the, you know, the sales numbers or the income report and say, oh wow, okay, without a doubt, we're profitable. The last few years, we've been reinvesting so much money back into the business. It was hard to tell. It was like, yeah, we're profitable, but but not as much as we thought. And this year, uh, both me and my mom got pay raises. Um, we, you know, there was just so many different things going on. So it's exciting to see that. Oh yeah, because now when I look at the numbers and I look at the, you know, the P and L, and I'm like, oh, we're not that profitable. I'm like, oh yeah, but I'm taking a salary from it. So like, we are profitable. You know. Yeah. And were you not paying? Were you not paying yourself before this? Like in the years before, or how was that? Very little, if anything. Um, I mean, there was definitely last year. I I paid myself very little, like a few thousand dollars or whatever, because uh, we I wanted to reinvest everything. I wanted to spend the money on, you know, whatever it is, uh, items, fabric, different stuff around the office. So this year, starting to pay myself a regular salary. It's still nothing crazy, but it's it's enough to know that like all right. This is working. And that's the big thing. I think for 2017, if I wanted to, I could put in zero work into it. I'm not going to because there's some low-hanging fruit there. But if I wanted to for 2017, I could put in zero work and it would make me money. So this is this is what I've been dreaming about is the passive income. You know, I, I, there, I still want to make more uh, than I'm making passive income wise. But this is the dream, you know? Yeah. And it's took, what, three years to get there? Two and a half-ish? Yeah. <laughs> Long time. And that be though i mean i was doing a lot of traveling i was screwing around a lot as well yeah and this is kind of like a side tangent but for me the experience i gained from this was way more valuable because like this new product i'm about to be launching i don't think i would have had the courage to do it or maybe maybe that's not even the right word it it's so obvious to me now the path that needs to be taken and i'm sure there's going to be bumps along the road but when i was first starting out be dancewear it was like I don't even know where the path is. Like I'm in the middle of the forest and which way civilization where now I'm like, yeah, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go that way. Uh, sure. Or like a good parallel story might be if you're going to the moon, uh, or if you're you know, in Europe and you're trying to sail to the Americas, it's like, you know where to go. It's going to be a pain in the butt, but it's like, you, at least you know where to go as opposed to being stranded in the middle of the ocean and being like, I don't even know, which way an island is. So, with B Dancer, you had the know-how from your mom's side, right? like the production side and the chops, to at least to know that hey, if we figure out this online thing, we do have a good advantage because 
you know, she's been in this business for like decades, right? So Well, but even with that, I mean, it's, it's a whole different business because sure, she's been in this business for decades. She knows how to make things, but selling them, you know, if we have zero sales, her expertise isn't worth anything. You know? Yeah. Well, congrats. Nice to hear it's finally probably. I remember like a year ago, you were like, man, we had this summer and like it's such a bad summer. We had to take a loan and all this stuff. So it's good to look back on that and be like, hey, those days are not good behind us for now, too. So. Hopefully. And you know what? I, I know I felt like this before. So we'll wait. We'll see. This summer still might be a pain in the butt. We might have to still take a smaller loan. Uh, but the good news is we'll be able to repay it. Like we're, we'll be able to repay last summer's loan. Yeah, maybe your Amazon stuff can cushion it by this time next year. Too, so. And that being said, like, even if we do need to take a loan, it's only because we've been paying ourselves. You know what I mean? So it's like the, the store is self running. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, summer months are lean and we want to take, we want to take a paycheck. So last thing for me, um, I guess this year, so I've been working with this one store for the past year or so. And early this year I started to take over his AdWords account because I think AdWords is a no man's land where I think you're in that position too, where like, you know, you're not big enough for an agency to take over or you don't have the ad spend for them, but then it's kind of some work to learn on your own. And I had to like really dig through that this year to learn AdWords on my own. I think I got a pretty good grasp on that uh, this year too. Just, you know, really getting the cost down and really, you know, getting, getting rid of the waste, I guess. Cause with a lot of PPC stuff, when you just throw stuff at the wall, like all this random stuff comes back. Like I was looking at the search term reports, like somehow like Donald Trump socks was, getting cpc I, like, I had no idea why i was like really pissed because i was like this is just wasting like i hate wasting money right so i was like okay i gotta like eradicate all this waste in negative keywords and, and we're getting around one to three in return on ad spend right now so yeah no i, I know the feeling it, I, it's funny because when you were talking about that it'd be very hard no matter what size and i know eventually i need to but it'd be very hard for me to hire an agency just because I feel like there's scam artists. Like I feel like so many of them are scam artists. And that being said, even when I do consulting for other people, it's just, it's hard. Like um, when you do it for yourself, there's, how do I explain it? Like when you do it for yourself, there's this knowledge that, hey, this is going to take a little while. When I've done it for other people, I forget that. And I end up like thinking that results are going to come right away. And I forgot how long it took me before we were profitable with AdWords. So it's, it'd be hard for me to hire someone to do it just because, especially if you're doing like a small budget like even like 20 30 dollars a day you still need to wait a while just to see anything come back too so see what spaghetti sticks yeah gotta see what which what's sticking exactly all right so i guess last thing uh some of this podcast we are i was looking at the stats the other day i just log in i do it like once a month now i don't really like follow anymore but we're at about 850k total downloads so probably will pass a million next year so kind of cool when do you predict we'll pass a million? Yeah, somewhere around March, April, maybe June. It depends on like how the holidays drop goes. In the- yeah, we did 30K in November, so uh, we'll see how we do. I think it's worth celebrating. That's huge. Curious to see how that goes. So I guess uh, that's it then. Anything else for you? No, I mean, I guess just uh, one big thing that I've been talking about forever and should very soon be coming to an end is the catalog. Um, I've, been wor- I've been working on this catalog forever and uh, I don't know if, uh, what I t- what I said last time but like I finally thought it was done and then I showed it to our office and they found a bunch of tiny little things and I was ready to just be like I don't even care if those errors are in there I fixed those errors I have version three of the catalog done and the truth is and, and I hate to admit this but it's still not going to be great like I probably should have just hired someone to do the catalog instead of doing it like I, I did it a lot myself and then the rest I had the VA do 
probably should just hired someone. Um, but that should be done. I, I, the, the version three is sitting in the office. I need to go up there and take a look at it. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that'll be done and I can finally start passing out that catalog. So that's my last big piece of news. So you designed this whole catalog yourself or you had a VA do it or? Well, so I made a general template and I said, all right, uh, Product image goes here, description goes here, title goes here. Now go make all the pages, uh, which was probably dumb of me to do. I probably should have just hired someone to make that template and then had the VA do it. But I, I kind of enjoyed it though. That's the that's the other thing though. I think people forget about sometimes is I kind of enjoyed this idea of hmm, can I do this? Uh, I like I'd like to learn more about design in general and Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I did it. All right, then we'll see you guys for the end of the year and uh, have a nice one, guys. Happy holidays.